Hey all, a special thank you to our amazing and growing Patreon.com patrons, Stephanie, Alicia, Erica, Terry, and our forever first, Trisha. As patrons, they get early access to our episodes and my eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for this amazingly stunning show that is Project Runway. So what is Patreon.com? It's a wonderful site whose mission is to support creative work. And there you can make a small donation of support to us to help us with production costs. I've appropriately named that level, making it work. If you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit us on our page on P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash the workroom podcast the link is in the show notes thank you so much stephanie alicia trisha and terry now let's get to it tim scores tim with the win i won game over winner i'm upset well let's play again no i don't want to play it again yeah i didn't like that Heidi's feeling upset that I beat her at this fireball game. You have on that pouty face. I don't. I'm sorry, I happen to be the better fireball thrower. This was a dumb idea. Hey, and konnichiwa, and bonjour. Hola, all you lovely listeners. Welcome back into the workroom labor of love dedicated to Project Runway and growing an allegiance to making the cut. The new Heidi Klum Tim Gunn fashion gauntlet that, even for me, feels too brutal for a podcast bracket battle. So I am Arnez. And I'm Nayland. <laughs> and uh, thank you so much, Nayland. We were talking on podcasts about our weeks, so I'm happy to hear your voice and I'm glad to be discussing my feelings about this show with you. <laughs> because we have them it's hard to sort out like how much like where the feeling is about the world that we're living in and where the feeling is about this particular show but um but i uh i i i'm definitely having feelings yeah yeah and before we get into those feel feels those fee-fees that we have. Yeah. Um, I'm going to yeah. remind you listeners that uh, we do have a cheat sheet. So that's up and um, it has our final look, the final looks of, of the show in runway order. You can get that link in their show notes, which is um, and the, the, the cheat sheets also available on Facebook and join us on Facebook if you feel safe and it's at facebook.com forward slash the workroom. And we're also on Instagram at the workroom podcast. And again, we are also on Gmail. We have a Gmail account that you can send your questions, gossip, rants, how you're feeling about the show as well. Please send us your feelings. And it's at in the workroom at gmail.com. And that's I in the workroom at gmail.com. And a word about the cheat sheet. So Nalan and I are not going to do a blow by bow, blow by blow, <laughs> beat by beat of the show as we usually do, where we kind of lead you through. So if this is your first time listening um, and you ha- you don't know the, the structure of the show, I'm very sorry about that. Um, but I want to say that because you can pull up the cheat sheet now because we're just going to reference the looks as we go through and um, just so you have that up as we go through and we'll do our best to describe it. But um, that's sort of going to 
blend in with our conversation. And um, I also want to shout out Steph, who sent me a message on on Instagram about whether or not we were going to do a bracket battle for this season. And and I didn't I didn't say this to to you, Nayland, or to Patricia, who um, joined me on the last episode. But I had been thinking about doing a bracket battle, but since this was such a new show, I wanted to figure it out and just get the lay of the land since this is such a you know strange territory. And then in one night, we lost three designers. <laughs> and I was mm. like, oh, wait a second. I don't really know how they're doing this. And maybe we only have two more episodes. So I think it was like yeah. episode three or four. And I was like, wait a second. How long is this season? So I wasn't even sure if it was worth it. Um, and I think we're getting enough of an idea of a bracket battle with these Tim and Heidi dates, which get more competitive as the season moves on. <laughs> so so I, I don't know about you, but I'm getting my my competitive energy out that way. Um, and so it's, that's sort of like... <laughs> It's been. <laughs> I at first I hated them. I was like, I hate these fake dates, but I'm starting to like it more. As it's like a head to head between Heidi versus Tim, and I, you know, I think I didn't really realize that this was a thing until Millie pointed this out <laughs> in Heidi, and I was like, wait, I'm identifying with Heidi. Well, maybe I like these things. Anyway, so <laughs> definitely, it definitely reveals. Something about Heidi and Tim, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It definitely no. does. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, what we'll, what we're gonna do is is we're going to just pull out highlights and lowlights. <laughs> so, or or just in general things that were that we are feeling very interested in speaking about, um, and. Oh no! Are you being summoned, Nayland? Sorry, that was a um, <laughs> that that was a uh, I think it's a spam call coming in. Yes. Oh. Let me, let me turn on. Um, it was such a pleasant ringtone. Do not ringtone. stir here. Oh yeah, do I have that? Oh, my phone's in the other room. Okay, great. We're professional podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> it's been the, this it's is been this long, is our medium. Long, <laughs> long month and a half, folks. As I'm, as I'm sure you all know. Yeah, I'm starting. Uh, I'm starting to also get some strange calls, and I, I blame Zoom. I don't really know how that works, but you know, yeah. So I don't know. So I, you know, I think that there's. I mean, I think there's a few things about this, about this show and about this release schedule that are just, um, uh, you know, yeah, it doesn't make sense to have a bracket battle because hmm. there's so few designers mm -hmm. and it's such a compressed schedule. Yeah. And... It's um, so it's it's hard to actually kind of like, you know, root for people. Yeah. And maybe who knows if this I, I, I suspect that given that this is like a huge, long commercial for for Amazon clothing um, that it will probably come back. Mm hmm. 
And I and I did actually one thing we can talk about is that I, I listened to an interesting interview with Tim um, uh, a, a couple of weeks ago that shed some real light on the development of the show and okay. and um, um, and and some of the things with it. But I think that I think that like um in the same way that a lot of reality shows have a sort of truncated first season to sort of see if the format works and then they and then they stretch it out um i think that we'll see something similar with this okay i guess that makes more sense because i i i was thinking that what amazon was trying to do was go between Netflix and Hulu because Hulu has more of the format of normal network television where if they have a dedicated series you get one a week and of course with Netflix you get it all at once usually typically Mm -hmm. and so I I, you know this is something new for Amazon I don't I can't recall if they have other reality TV type shows but um, instead of doing a Netflix there or a Hulu they're going in between with this right and also you know, but again, there are only 10 episodes. And if you're going to get rid of so many designers or we just there are no rules as to how many designers they get rid of. And um, it's very rare or I don't think anyone I don't think we've gone an episode where they haven't made any eliminations. That's the point of this is that mm-hmm. you've got to cut somebody. Otherwise, it's, you know, making the. You know, perforation. Right for next week and we're going to perforate you guys right now and then we'll tear you off. We'll cut you next week. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> but um, yeah. So that that's interesting. Okay. That's good. That's good to hear. Cause I, a part of it, a part of the reason why these last two episodes were difficult for me, <laughs> it's just that they were so emotional and um, it's, it's, it was back to back sadness. I just feel like there was a lot mm-hmm. of sadness in these last two episodes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's start with episode seven. And this is, I wish I had the titles of this, but I'm going to, I'm going to title it with the challenge. So we'll start with the challenge. And the designers are asked to create a marketing campaign for their brand. So they're going to create two looks. And yeah, I think then, the title just is online marketing campaign. Really? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> really? Okay. All right. I'm not going to be mad at the title. That's that's what's happening right now. I'm upset. <laughs> me. But you know what? That's fine. It's their you show. You put more work. You put more work into coming up with titles for the podcast episodes. I mean, you know, thank you, Nayland. Thank you for acknowledging that. Because honestly, sometimes the titles just come in the midst of delirium where I'm like, what am I going to name this episode? It's got to be something fun. And mm-hmm. um, I really, I'm proud of the name of this episode. It's, you know, I'm really proud of it, but um, uh, yeah. Interesting. So that's exactly what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to create a digital marketing campaign where they're going to act as designer and creative director, essentially, because they're going to have to produce a photo shoot where they'll get, their models and then they'll get a photographer and a dedicated uh, crew and the photo shoot will happen at the Edo Architectural Museum and they they send the designers out there to 
look at the different backdrops to choose essentially to scout. They're scouting their location and uh, it is emphasized that they need to think about their brand. They will get three photos to choose to, to put on to their marketing campaign. And after their photo shoot, there will be a, a fashion show at that museum and then they'll come back to the workroom and that's where the judges will, after the fashion show, will be able to see their digital marketing campaign. And that's all included <laughs> in um, in how they'll decide who goes home and who gets the cut. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim is, well, yep, yeah, I guess this is Tim and Heidi who are, are, are really using the keyword here, which is brand, branding and uh, something to the... Um, to the sense of like, you're always selling yourself. So just think about this. You're selling yourself to us. Choose something that's consistent with who you are designed that way. Um, and I want to, I, you know, yeah. So, so that's essentially the challenge there. I, I will say that, oh man, um, that kind of goes into the title. So the title of the episode is you say you want to want an evolution and that's in reference to a few things so it's in reference to the next episode episode eight but also in reference to something that came from episode six where naomi campbell implored jiwan to show something feminine and evening and so some of these designers are thinking about their brand they've they've gone through the fire and they've come out on the end stronger and having stood up for themselves, um, calling out Esther. So we have people who have a very, very distinct brand identity. And um, then we have Jiwan, who I would say came in here with a very strong brand identity until last episode. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so she's sort of thinking in her head in two folds where this this idea of a marketing campaign, but then also trying to um, do her homework. And um, it's um, we see that this is very, very difficult in when you're trying to do your homework, when you're trying to design something that you've never designed before, but still have it look like you, um, even though what you've been asked to do is so not you. But na- when Naomi Campbell looks into your eyes and tells you that she wants an evening gown, what do you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't show up next day and there's no evening gown, Naomi's going to tell you that you're missing an evening gown that she asked for. So anyway, um, so I think that's one thing we could talk about is Jiwan's struggle for, during this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the places where it all, um, the scope of this challenge is really um one of the things that makes it very clear that this is different from Project Runway. Okay, I like that, this. That what that what they are looking for is a is a brand mm-hmm. is a um, not somebody who sews clothes or cut you know, but somebody who has a design sensibility and a marketing plan to make that design sensibility legible Mm -hmm. to, um, to a larger market. Yeah. 
And so this is a challenge that is specifically about that. It's like, yes, you have to make clothes, but also you have to show us that you understand the visual language for your clothes. Right. Yeah. I, I think in terms of this idea or this, this thing that Tim was shouting at the designers as they were leaving, like, you're selling yourselves. Always remember that. It made me think about how there are some designers on the show who are definitely doing that better than others. Mm -hmm. And um, I think Johnny is doing an amazing job at selling himself. I think Esther's doing great. Sanders is, you know, defiantly doing that as well. I think Megan and Jiwon have struggled with that. Right. Right. Because they, they do not have as much of they've worked more collaboratively. They don't have as much of a um, history of like really presenting themselves as coherent brands. Okay. Yep. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the other, the, the other drama that we get during, um, during this is, uh, we get Johnny's whole backstory with his brand, right? With Skin Graft and yeah. with and with going through like kind of losing everything at a certain point, and then um, now while he's working on this challenge, his family and his partner and everybody he knows are opening his new retail store in LA, right? Um. And uh, and that makes it very clear, like what the stakes are, right? Yeah. yeah. That you would that that you would agree to do this show. Um, and uh, and not you know, and also have this other thing happening, right? Yeah. Because I because there is this. There's so much going on in the real world outside of this. And it's sort of, it's very much alluded to. And um, for for Johnny in the middle of going about and, and trying to answer this challenge and trying to produce a photo shoot, he Skypes in to, or FaceTimes in to the opening of, essentially what we learn later is a new, it's a rebranding of skin graft. And so he's, so we have skin graft. That's the name of, that, that he was introduced to us through, mm -hmm. but the name of the store is his last name. Cato, I believe C-A-T-O mm -hmm. is Cato. And, um, and we also have this really, um, this through line of this story that started with the, um, I think it's the previous episode where he talks about his backstory of growing up and this very Catholic family and then coming out and then feeling depressed and then having them support him. And then this is sort of the, uh, like the next step of that where we see them being extra supportive. And I, and I wrote in my notes, I'm like, Johnny's family is supportive AF because it's happening in LA. I'm from LA. So whatever, that's how they talk out there. So it's like, Oh, they're so supportive. They're opening it up. They're showing him. They're so proud of him. But it also is, it, yeah, it really is um, an eye into what these designers are 
going through. And, and, and that's another thing that's, you know, we've already talked about this, how they're on this different level than a lot of the designers that are on Project Runway or even what we're allowed to see of the designers that come on Project Runway. Um, and this, so the, the whole deal with Johnny and this whole scene of him um, pulling, pulling in the, the video of his family at the store that he's opening, he tells us he's not really sure how it's going to do. He's feeling the pressure of whether or not it's going to fail. <laughs> <laughs> and mm-hmm. then he's not even there and then he's rebranding it. it's a totally different name and then he's on the show and then you know he's got this awful floral he's working with and it's <laughs> he's there's there's a lot going on with Johnny um, mm-hmm. so I do want to talk about Johnny's choices of fabrics which I call a floral fiasco <laughs> so I I brought this up on Instagram just because and Facebook because I was so curious as to what people thought because I was like, am I a terrible person? Um, But there's something about someone who chooses a print that they don't like and they struggle Mm -hmm. and struggle with the choice that they made. And the whole way through, they they hate it. They hate the choice. And so I feel like (laughs) because he calls it hospital bed sheets. Mm -hmm. Um. Tim during Tim Time calls it Laura Ashley by Skin Graft, which I thought was the funniest thing that Tim has ever said. And um and he, you know, and he he had his sewer make this very, very plain floral into a very plain dress. And it's like you're it's it's interesting the psychology of Johnny. Um and and what he ends up doing with this dress. So on Instagram and Facebook, what I asked was did coffee slash tea dyeing the stress save the floral? Because mm. I was, I felt lied to by the, by everyone on the show because I didn't think it did. And it also, it, it stank, um, which is not, <laughs> which is not a, like a dig against the actual design, but I'm just like on top of it being ugly and, and on top of it being you, you hating it because it looks like hospital bed sheets or it looks like, you know, curtains and, you know, I don't know. And, and some, room from bygone days you dye it with coffee it turns like a like two shades of yellow darker and that's it (laughs) he didn't transform this thing and then while he was dying it there was just such hyped music around it and it's like you know sure I understand beyond the we don't get to see the skills of a sewer. So there's a we see them on on sewing machines. We see them cutting out patterns, but I would say like the real magic of putting the garments together, it's it's kind of harder to see it on the show. And so instead they hype up him pouring espresso into an ice making box and mm-hmm. just dipping this dress in there as if that's a transformation. It's like it's not. Am, am I and I just come I'm just like I don't get it like I don't I don't see anything I don't see any anyway yeah <laughs> sorry I just I was so confused by that you know I I I think the underlying um the underlying message of Johnny's edit is Johnny is listening to the judges and is willing to do what they tell him. <laughs> yeah. And 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 they were like we want to see more of your feminine side. Mhm. So and and so like, you know, that's um that's what he came up with. I didn't think that the dress was like a badly 
cut dress. Mm-mm. I thought that the yeah, it's like that you know that that sort of mini floral thing was like you know bland mm-hmm. but also um you know didn't really make sense in terms of i mean made sense in terms of his other like thinking about the place where the photo shoot was going to happen and everything else. It's like, so everything else that he picked out was, um, kind of weathered and, uh, and, and sort of muted Mm -hmm. in, in the same way that that, um, location, um, the, the Edo, um, architecture, uh, museum, which was fabulous. Yeah. Um, you know, the way in which all of that, like, incredible weathered wood and and all the sort of nice textures in there, um, that was all picked up in every other fabric choice that he made. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, making the dress, like, browner um, or turning it into an off-white as opposed to, like, a pure white, actually kind of made sense in terms of the rest of what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and above and beyond that, I think the thing is that, um, I mean, we're getting uh, a, a little ahead of ourselves, but um, clearly this is a judging panel that wants to be listened to. Hmm. They don't necessarily want to be um, uh, I mean, they, they it's set up that they're supposed to be convinced and that their minds are supposed to be changed. Mm-hmm. But it's but really what they want is to tell you something and then to see something in response to it. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good observation. I mean, because I've I've been thinking about how Johnny has been edited, and it it feels like, I, I, you know, I'm I don't I'm not spoiling anything. I haven't watched the episodes tonight. It just feels like he's the winner, or it feels like he is. It's between him and Esther right now. They'll they're going to be the 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 top two or something like that, um, because there's this, um, I don't know. I don't know why Rapture. I feel like I feel like they're enamored. They're enamored by his process, and um, there is a lot more drama surrounding him. And I think the drama kind of gets uh, edited into this striving. Like he's striving more. He is trying harder. He's going further. He's doing more, and and it's always coming up to the edge. And there's you know there's some people who mm-hmm. like Esther who's very time managed and and then he's always the one at the very end who has this like oh will he won't he and he's trying right. to make these beautiful things and um and i think there's something with this this fabric in particular that where and he's done this with a bunch of people where tim is like you know well, and i i didn't, it was a surprise that tim didn't do the same thing here where he was like well you, again the prints that you're wearing are cooler than these prints and there's something that you could do with your with your eye and visualizing these things in more feminine ways but feminine doesn't necessarily mean flowers it doesn't have to be a floral like a small floral print like this but 
he was able to sell it so well. And I, I love hearing Megan speak and Johnny, I don't like hearing him speak, but I respect it. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. like, I, and I know it's a personal thing. I don't like all the attention paid to him, but I do think that I, yeah, I, I totally agree. He's very, very, very good at, at explaining why he's making these choices. And even when he's speaking with the judges, they'll say, but what about this? He will go, yeah, that, even though mm-hmm. it wasn't that he's like, well, yeah, no, it's a, it's a part of that too. That thing that you pointed out, you know, yeah, there is green in there. It's like, well, where's the green job? Like, well, it's right there. I'll, I'll make you see that there is some green that you asked for. Mm-hmm. If you want it, I got it. it. That's how it kind of feels. Or at least if you want it, I'm capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. And, so. and it also, but that also feels like this is much more of what this hmm. competition is about. Yeah. Finding. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. it is about, um, it it is about managing a brand, mm-hmm. and managing a brand means that you have to not only um, convince um, your uh, it, you have to not only convince people. Um, to buy what you're going to make, but you also mm-hmm. have to convince them to buy what you have made. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have to tell them why they want the thing that's been sitting on the rack for two seasons. Right, right. Um, Before we go... I, well, I, okay, so in terms of this fabric thing, another thing that I had questions about was how Megan spent her first day patchworking fabric together. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something about Megan uh, where she holds, she holds a lot of stress in her mouth. And I know that they were really emphasizing that in editing. <laughs> she, mm-hmm. does, she does this thing that I do or used to do when, so in college I, um, I, I, I danced I, and my professor would always yell at us if he saw us doing what Megan was doing. And he'd just go, Davis, relax your face relax your face and so every time she came on the screen was doing this i was like oh megan relax your face but but it's also kind of a marker that she's like she's stressed out um and she makes this she's kind she's kind of trying to edge it up and also i think take on some of tim's uh where tim has noticed that she's 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 great at picking prints and she did a really great job of designing her own print and she was trying to sort of do that with mixing a lot of things together, um, maybe sort of taking a little bit of inspiration from Renat and, and sort of the push that Renat was, was doing with their designs. And I, this is another thing where I, I really appreciated what she was trying to do and then was very disappointed when she scrapped it, but then was very confused when the, when the judges really loved what she ended up doing. Um, and, and, and she, but, but what I do is I, uh, it's, she's someone else who is you know, not as experienced as everyone else, but I, I enjoy hearing her talk about her decisions. And mm-hmm. um, she thought what she was making looked cheap and forced. And even though I, I liked it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she had made a whole blazer and it had scrapped it. Um, Nalan, did you like that? <laughs> did I like the blazer? <laughs> and the fabric, just the fabricate. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm wondering about the fabrication. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. I, there has not been anything about her clothes 
um, that has really moved me all that much. Mm -hmm. Although I did notice, was this the episode or was it the next episode where she started talking about a peplum and I immediately thought of you? (laughs) I think it might have been, oh God, did I miss the peplum? There was, it's there, we've had one. Because she's had, had pep, she, okay, because there's basically pep, I think it might have been this one, because that was kind of an oversized peplum. Yeah. Oh, okay, no, this is the thing. <laughs> or something, she said, there's a moment where she says, okay, well, here there's going to be the peplum, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. I think that might have been the next episode, oops, correct okay. me if I'm wrong, but I remember she said <laughs> it in an earlier episode, because she was thinking like, I think I'm going to go towards the future. I'm going to make a peplum. I was like, that's not the future. <laughs> What's next? Like they're <laughs> peplum is is my keyword. Keyword. Yes. Yes. You know, I just I just kind of notice it. Anyway, I don't think it was this episode. It might <laughs> be the next one. <laughs> Whoops. In any event. Yes, in any event in any event. Um yeah, you any know, any there, other things you're pulling out? Yeah, I don't you know, there's um it's sort of a hallmark of any of these of these designers that they're sort of they're all fine. Mm-hmm. There's there's no one really egregious. It could have been it it you know you could easily um, fault um, Sander for being like, oh, this is an art shop, so I make art, so I should do here. <laughs> and that'll be really funny. And and it's like in another you know, in 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 a season of Project Runway, that would have been given like fifty edits of of like him talking about art over and over and over again. Yeah. With like you know, sneak cross cuts of the other designers rolling their eyes or whatever. Um, here it's kind of like, oh, well, that's goofy, but whatever. You, you know, you are, um, you know, you're charming enough, and you have you've certainly brought the goods. Whatever you feel like, like saying with your with your art or not. Yeah. You know. I mean, especially in a show that's about being commercial. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was yes. one of the, I mean, and again, we're jumping around, but it was a, this, was, this was a comment on the runway and it was seen as a compliment. It's like, wow, he's going from, you know, artistic to commercial. Yes. Commercial. Right. Yes. Right. And it's, and it's like, oh, I, that's, that's a compliment. <laughs> and again, it's, again, it's about responsiveness. Mm-hmm. They love the fact that he, um, paid attention to them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- and then because they are reminding you all the time how much money is at stake. And, and even with the setup of a photo shoot and again, it was at Edo architectural museum. Thank you for saying that. Cause I thought it was Edo and I've been looking for that, but it's, it's Edo. It's Edo. Edo. Um, yeah. And it's this really wonderful backdrop. Esther was edited in as saying she, uh, that she was surprised by the museum and she didn't think that it would, you know, so what it is is a representation of 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 architecture in Japan. And so it's right. almost like there from, are installations. From, yeah, that, from the Edo period. Yes, yeah. And so there are these installations, it's interactive, you can go inside and there are props and there are all these things that are 
um, you know, it's it's like being on a back lot, <laughs> basically. It looked mm-hmm. like a back lot to me. Look, you know, like you're in, on on a, on a film set, and so with all of them kind of going around and being able to interact and 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 go in and out. Um, it was like they get a day of this, and then they get a photo shoot, and then they get a runway. It's just very luxurious. This whole this mm-hmm. whole deal during this episode. Um, so it's kind of like we're we're they're show they're being shown, and then again we don't know how much they get for uh for for fabric, and I'm beginning to think that there is no budget. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's like they're feeling it in what they experience as contestants on this, and then as their feedback from everyone being like, we're putting a lot of stakes in you. There's a lot on the line for you and for us. So. I th- yeah, so I get that idea of changing is is really seen as something that's that's almost yeah that's very incredibly important and weighs more than anything mm-hmm. else. Um, let's see, anything else before we get to the runway? I'm trying to go. Yeah, through. let's let's. I mean, you know, there's some drama about their shoots, but they sort of all figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, Esther has like when they're scouting the location, Esther is um uh wearing it has like this shoulder bag that i was immediately obsessed with this very like you know i love a purse she has a a really (laughs) super simple black um uh leather bag Mm -hmm. that i that i immediately was coveting um you know but they the shoot sort of goes off without a hitch nobody has a nobody pitches a fit everybody's you know um people seem to have ideas we don't really hear anything like there's no talk with the photographer Mm -hmm. there's no there's there's um all of that is kept really in the background yeah i mean there was a the the photographer did get a a chiron armando munoz Mm -hmm. but that's it Pretty much right, but he doesn't. He, he doesn't like you know give like a a play by play on like what it's like to work with each designer, or, you know that normally you would get all of that. And I and I think that, um, in a certain way, if this was a longer season or something, there you'd have a moment, like why just one photographer, right? Like it make more sense for them to audition photographers for the campaign yeah yeah um and to and to pick like to have that choice be about like the look that they want to go with right and i'm pretty sure and it's this is that's an interesting point to bring up because this was maybe the most excited that a lot of them have been about a challenge and I, I would, I guess, relatively so because they're all exhausted. So any kind of emotion shown from them, I'm just like, oh wow. But they're all really excited about this because a lot of them, they do this. This is a part of their job, <laughs> back at home, and a part of that job. If you're producing a photo shoot, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they would have a say in which photographer. So it's not just like, you get Armando Munoz. It's like, okay, right. there are a few who are available. Look at their websites. Look at their style. Here's their portfolio. And here's a style because, um, but again, you know, they're, they're not able to choose their, no, well, let's talk about that later. But yeah, anyway, but that's interesting because that's a part of the idea of what it means to be in charge of your brand that we don't get to see. And I would have loved to have seen more photographs. We only get to see a few. We don't even really get to see the, 
the actual photo shoot and I get it was raining. It's always raining in Tokyo right. for some reason. Well, um, I think I, I think one of the things there is that they were supposed to pick three images. Right. They were. I thought the assignment was like you you get it and then you show three images mm-hmm. and that has to sum up the whole the whole campaign. And we kind of get that um, during the judging, but mm-hmm. it's very scattershot. Yeah. This is where I would have loved a little bit of America's Next Top Model because there you get to see all the photos. Fo- I mean, you know, of course, it is all about the photos. But but with this, you know, also I was technically interested in <laughs> what the images look like and um and how yeah no anyway i've said enough um yeah just i just want i want more of the photo shoot i just all if, if this is going to be a very intricate and involved uh challenge and show us all the parts that's what i'd right. like to see right um all right so yeah we haven't really talked that much about the the outfits so mm-hmm. So, but we're going to talk about them now. And and yep. and I, fun fact that I that you can find if you hover over your screen on Amazon.com is that they originally didn't plan to have a runway. It's just that when I think someone, maybe the I think the scouters, when the scouters got to the museum, they were so taken aback by how beautiful it was. They're just like, we can't just have a photo shoot. We also mm. have to have a runway. And so that's, you know, this mm-hmm. to this. All right. So bringing up um, our cheat sheet for, for this one here for, for episode seven. Mm-hmm. First up, we have Esther. And should I do my normals? Okay. I don't know. So we all, yeah, let's, let's, let's say that we have Heidi and Tim coming out with their umbrellas. Cause it's still raining. It's mm-hmm. still raining in, in Tokyo. It's been raining, I think since they landed. Um, and so I made a note because Tim is in a suit and then Heidi comes out in this body con stretch knit dress that is, I think ankle length. And I looked it up. Do you know the designer of this already? I you don't know. Do. Okay. So it's no. it's by Jeremy Scott, who is mm. the designer who collaborated with this outfit, who made this outfit out of the collaboration with Adidas. In, oh, okay. Yeah. And I think it's 2013. So it's interesting that Heidi's wearing this. It's, it's from 2013. Perhaps that means it's vintage now, but... And again, there <laughs> there was some controversy over. You're um, killing me. I'm so. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> Sorry, there was some controversy over this outfit. Like when I when I looked it up, I, I okay maybe it's just me, but I was like, wow, it's um, 2013, Heidi. Okay, all right, I'm, you know, great. <laughs> Sorry, being a snob. <laughs> but but uh yeah anyway but if anyone's wondering it was jeremy scott there's a whole wikipedia page on how he's appropriating from northwest indigenous people for this design um yeah he's not indigenous this is not from his culture but he's known to do that and it was from a a, a, a bygone time where this was okay <laughs> apparently oh. <laughs> sorry nailing i'm sorry yeah so no much, it's so it is it is it is not a good look and a weird choice. It's a weird choice. I mean, 
you know, I love a bold, I love a bold outfit from Heidi Klum. I like bold colors. I really love that she's wearing red boots with this, but holy mm. crapness, it's very insensitive. Um, and, and we're in Japan, so I don't know if she thought maybe this was a nod, but it wasn't. It's not. Okay. No, I mean, this whole, this, the whole show's take on cultural stuff is really, really rough. <laughs> yeah. I'm, we haven't talked about those, like, ridiculous faux anime bumpers Oh my gosh. That they've put around the like Heidi and Tim do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> thing in Japan, which are just ugly and terrible. Anyway, um, let's let's just let's stick to the Okay. <laughs> the <runway. laughs> I was like, whoops. <laughs> There's so many rows that we can veer off yeah. on and just kind of like hunker down. Yeah. Um, okay. So first up we have is Esther. And fun fact, again, my first thought was, I'm so I feel so sorry for these, these models at the walk in the rain. This was up to apparently up to each designer. And each designer just ended up wanting the design wanting the models to walk in the rain. So just to, you know, get that out mm-hmm. of the way. Um, but yeah, but Esther has, in terms of these, of this brand identi- identity has um, forged her own way to only using black or using black when she mm-hmm. wants on her terms and, and being like, shut up, shut up about right. it. I'm, I'm really good at this. And mosquito wing inspired, yes. um, uh, you know, uh, I would say uh, very nineties, nineties uh, butch lesbian look. Yeah. I mean, I like I saw a lot of this around San Francisco with like the chicest lesbians. That's a am- wait. OK, so then what aspects of it are are like referential to you? You know, the the heavy boots, the sort of um, the the um, the cropped pant, mm-hmm. like everything that's going on with the skirt. I don't, I don't know. It just it feels not in a way that feels slavish, mm-hmm. but but in a way that feels, um, you know, sharp and put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also I, I really like that. Like Esther's first model is um, is um, bigger, mm-hmm. but but not. Um, but Esther doesn't turn her into an hourglass. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she really dresses her to look strong. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's something that, you know, we had a little we had a little bit of commentary from Jiwon because we'll see later. Jiwon had um, a plus size model and and struggled with that. Um, We don't we weren't really edited into any comments if Esther made any comments about it. But it's it's we have heard. Yeah. Yeah, I we have heard her speak a little bit more about how how this is one of the things that she's trying to do with her brand, which is to make it more size inclusive. And mm-hmm. we had that episode where she was like, mm, "I want this dress to be able to fit women with different size breasts." And I think this is also one of them, where it's mm-hmm. not even something that is necessarily for a, a even like a, a number. It's like for a type of or like things that you have in your body. Like if you're flat, if you're busty, you can wear this. If you have hips, if you don't have hips, you could wear this. 
and it's it's I just love I also my favorite thing about it was how she translated mosquito wings into this because mosquitoes mm-hmm. are just you know I hate them they're the they're the bane of my existence during most of the year because I don't know what's up with why I get bitten a lot by mosquitoes but definitely isn't something that I see as an inspiration for anything <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was very beautiful and wonderful how she translated you know two two looks and how these these both were very similar and I believe that the the first dress on the the larger model was the runway look am I am I right I don't I don't know I think, I think so. Yes. Look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the second look was a more accessible look, but they look like they were interchangeable. It was like there really mm-hmm. was no difference. So, yeah. No, Esther is one of my favorites. So if we did have a bracket, she would be on my bracket, and I would, I would fight for her. I would make sure she's on my bracket. <laughs> <laughs> um. Next, Sander. we have Sander. Mm-hmm. I have to say that we got. I, I I looked at Sanders' fabrics in the workroom, and they just look like really nice wool pieces. Mm-hmm. And so to see them here, um, so on the cheat sheet, what I've done is you see the the male and the female model um, mm-hmm. because during the crit with Tim, Tim made the comment of how this he you know well I I think Sander was like I do want a male model. And then Tim made the made the observation that they looked genderless, and so why don't you have the models switch the tops? Because you know the tops look. I think that's a, a very nice feature to have, and it's something that speaks to what I'm seeing here. Is that I don't really see male or female. It just could kind of go either way. So that's what they do on the runway, where the first model comes out and stays there, and then the second model comes out. And then there's this very sweet moment where they exchange tops. And it's not sweet because they're like, oh, your top can be my top. It's just the way they exchanged it. I like these people. I don't mm-hmm. know them. They didn't say any words. I don't know. But it's just the right. way they did it. It was very sweet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What did you think about that? Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it, you know, it it is a tribute to Tim's intelligence and it also is that thing of like, if Tim tells you to do something, fucking do it. <laughs> because he's been at this a lot longer than you have and and knows <laughs> he knows stuff. Yeah. Tim knows stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Things Tim, yes, knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would have loved to have Tim on the photo shoot with Sander. Cause I, I mean, I think Sander is such a sweetheart and, um, and you know, I think they bring it up during the, the talking to, uh, and he had these models scream at each other. And, um, so not make sounds, but look at each other and look as if they're raging out or getting out some rage just in each other's faces. And the photograph was profile or the, of them profile. And I was like, wow, that's, that's a very, um expected photo done by someone who thinks that they're doing an editorial shoot of a mm-hmm. high fashion um you know a high a high fashion spread it was just com- to me the most cliche thing that sanders has, has ever done and it was yes. very very fascinating to see that 
he has this you know these two people raging at each other but yet on the runway they do this the most touching thing um and not and again it has nothing to do with them changing it's just that they they seem to me as very very sweet people mm-hmm. <laughs> so then they have the photo of them screaming at each other i'm like oh sander that make no sense right but that's <laughs> that's how young he is yeah yeah right so exactly yeah and and i think these looks um these these looks look good they're good they're really yeah. good i, I yeah is a favorite also a favorite yeah okay next we have johnny um okay so johnny's whole deal and we and we didn't talk about this yeah so so yeah so we it was i think it was kind of um a little bit of drama up until the end because it's like you have this this print that everyone's very iffy about but to cool it up it all depended on this jacket Mm-hmm. that almost didn't get made <laughs> like this seems mm-hmm. the sewers didn't do any work for johnny and i think some of them didn't do any work for esther either like just i don't know how that works out but he's like they didn't make my jacket so i have to make my jacket so here's a vest um on top of this um kind of like open slitted dress underneath mm-hmm. and i thought it walked really really great i was mm-hmm. i was not sure as to why there was so much trepidation because to me I think the cut was better. I, I think the cut was good enough. He mm-hmm. didn't have to go through all of that drama of coffee dyeing it. So anyway, yeah. But, you know, the coffee dye does actually bring it into line with the pockets on the other um, on the other piece. Oh, good. Point. On the jumpsuit. Yeah. Right. So that's what I was. That's what I meant before. It's okay. like that. It's like if that had been pure white. Mm hmm and black with those flowers and and like you like look at the shoes that she's wearing right like it just would have been glaringly out of place in terms of everything else that's going on and just that bringing down that color make like connects it up with the other tones in the in 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 the look Hmm. You know, in the other look. Okay. So, <laughs> what do you think right. of this jumpsuit? Well, okay, I, <laughs> I, I really liked Naomi Campbell's assessment of this jumpsuit more than I liked this jumpsuit. I thought the jumpsuit was great, and it was. I also thought the jacket on top of the dress was really good, I, and so the thing that I liked the most about it are those pockets. And that, that there is some like, you know, some depth there. There's some strangeness going on. And and I haven't really been into what Johnny has been making, but I, I think the use of the indigo really, really helped them. So I'm like, okay, you chose a really great fabric for this one. And then the other one, not so great. I, I think, you know, maybe he's just learning. But I thought it was cool to look at. I you know it it was so legible as um and I mean the whole thing was really to me suddenly reminiscent of um like guest jeans. Oh. And I, certainly her look. Hmm. Um and 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 that was the thing that was like, "Oh, okay, so 
I could totally see the way that Johnny's thing could be legible as a brand hmm. in this kind of like in a way that's not very exciting for me because mm -hmm. it's sort of like people who like to have nice a nice version of a thing that means that nobody will notice them. <laughs> you know, like yeah. like they'll know that they haven't made a mistake, but it's a little daring to like put on your sort of like floaty femme dress and then like just you know, throw your cutoff um, jacket over it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's mean, how tough you are. Yeah, because um, it's kind of... And, uh, no, that... go ahead, go ahead. no, I mean, it's... Which is... Totally makes sense from a brand standpoint, but is kind of boring to me as mm. as anything else, right? I mean, because the more you talk about it, the more I re realize that the 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 dress and the jacket are definitely what um, what was in in the '90s, in the mid to late '90s, where you have these flowery mm -hmm. under these dresses with the sp spaghetti straps, and then mm -hmm. you wear something jean over it, like a jean jacket or a jean vest or a crop, right. a green a jean crop or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, because it doesn't. Hmm, that's interesting. I, I don't even. That's interesting. I didn't even think about that when I looked at this. But yeah, I, I just, I was like, all right, sure, I see it, and I just kind of like that. You know, Naomi's like, he's embracing the culture that he is in. I see right, this. Which is, and I'm like, okay, which is ludicrous to me, and that's something else that I've really disliked in the in the past couple of episodes, mm -hmm. like. You fucking go to Japan and you give me like a samurai reference. Yeah. I mean, like, what the hell <laughs> is that? You give me a kimono reference. Like, come on. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's not. And he was doing kimono in Paris. So it's like, you know, he he loves trying out. Well, he's, kimono. Not the, he's not the only one who was doing kimono. I mean, Megan was yeah. also like it. Like if you look at Megan's um uh, sort of suit look here. Yes, yes. Is you that know, next? Can we it's, go into that? It's, it's sort of kimono reference. So there's... Yeah. This this sort of really simplistic idea of what local dressing is is really, um, really irritating. And, uh, I mean, uh, just to go back a little bit, mm -hmm. like, um, with, um, with, with, what's his name sabado like goes out on the street doesn't know what he's gonna do meets his friend who is fucking dressed incredibly yeah <laughs> who is like looks immediately like super cool and sabado doesn't like go like oh yeah you dude you're brilliant like yeah doesn't take I'll a photo doesn't do anything <laughs> yeah I mean, thank you for bringing that up because it was to me, it was like, you know, if I'm just walking along the street and some guy is like screaming at me in a language that I don't understand, I'm I'm not going to stop and talk to you. But right. there but there is that scene where he's meeting his friend and it's mostly this emotional uh, uh, like it's a it's an emotional thing where and he it doesn't it doesn't I don't know. He goes around and he takes photographs of clothes on hangers <laughs> like you're taking photographs of clothes. Yeah. For inspiration. 
And you see someone who whose style of dress you call avant-garde and you call yourself an avant-garde designer. It's so easy. It's so simple to oh. make that connection. Yeah. Yeah. No. Frustrating. Um, so anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, it, that made me very irritated. The embracing the embracing the culture that you've been in for yeah. like a month for not even a month, like two, two weeks, like yeah. sequestered in Amazon's fashions <laughs> workroom. <laughs> so you've really, you're really steeped in the Japanese influence. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, we should, we should. Okay. So yes. So next we have is Jiwon and, um, Jiwon, who has collaborated with Adidas, she comes on out and the, the first outfit doesn't fit. It's the mm-hmm. accessible look. And so there's mm-hmm. an asymmetrical red um, sports top and these um, these tiered, I would say, track pants that are wide. I don't know. What are they? Uh Oh gosh, not not white leg, but they're kind of like they kind of balloon out or kind of like bell bottomed, tiered track pants that are yeah, not fitting at all. High waisted, yeah, and cinched at the waist. It's like everybody who has a belly loves having that belly bisected. Oh yeah, yeah, they just love to wear pants that are very 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 tight around their crotch all the time, no matter what you do. <laughs> like at the end of the runway, the model is like moving so much but i do feel like it's because she was uncomfortable she's like just wouldn't stop moving <laughs> at yeah. the end of the runway she's like i'm gonna go to the left i'm gonna go to the right i'm like yeah because you've got a murphy these are tight yeah. pants so the next the next is uh her nod to naomi and it's her version of evening wear um just very an asymmetrical matte shiny black dress and uh, just, you know, fringed bottom, but, but it's more like tattered, it was strappy bottom, I would say. Yeah, well, it's like, um, she got this idea for um, making a dress out of sewing a bunch of seat belts together in a spiral. <laughs> and and not a bad idea, it's a, it's a good idea. It just has nothing at all to do with the other thing that she's making. Nope. And then she also seems to have no idea of how to like convert that into a story for her brand no no like like here like the photos that she directed are like here are two people who um ran into each other on a trolley Mm -hmm. and and someone is forcing them to stand next to each other and also stand next to each other uh in a back band kind of uncomfortably yeah that's the photo we get um yeah because she wants to show the movement and and i think she's trying to to line them up together but it's mm-hmm. just it's really bad and even that dress uh, just surprisingly doesn't fit well mm-hmm. so neither of them are, are great fits so all right next we have megan whose model is real mad i don't know i don't know why but the first model's like oh just she comes out <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, so Megan, who did a change up from day one, um, from patchworked fabrics to working with um, 
more I would say more conventional fabrics. And so she has a suit that definitely is kimono inspired. <laughs> the styling definitely is Japanese inspired. And then uh, the second look, which is I would say reminiscent of our very first look from uh, from Megan from episode one, because she loves a huge, huge bow on the front. Um, mm-hmm. And also with these very, very cold shoulders with very, very puffy sleeves and um, a kind of dramatic moment, like kind of leather pants and a lot of flowiness. This is what I, I think might have been the peplum. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is like the peplum. <laughs> so, um, you know, I mean, I would say that, again, I, I get it. They love this. I, I still was missing the patchwork from the day before because it's interesting to me that she went so solid with all of these. And, but I, I, I did think they were well-made. Um, I wasn't particularly stunned by all of them, but I would say the pants on the suit were great. I really, really liked that. And I wasn't expecting her to kind of wrap the, the, the model's waist so much and so much, whatever that was like leather um, to kind of hide how well made those pants were. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, but I thought the model for the second look is so good. And Mm -hmm. it was just really fun to, to watch that walk down the runway. And I'm, I'm kind of, I like that Megan did something that was very dramatic and show stopping. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, no words. (laughs) Mm, No, I mean, I agree with you. I think that they're, you know, I, I think that they are, I think they're fine. Mm-hmm. I, I do, I believe Megan, when she says like, I've worked for so many people, I know what sells. Yeah. Like I know, I know what women want to wear and I, and, and yes, yeah, I, I mean, think that. No, just saying Naomi was ready to wear that last outfit. She's like, yeah, I could wear mm-hmm. that boots or, you know, what she's wearing or I could wear in these sandals that I have. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be wearing that tomorrow. And I'm like, OK, that's good. That's good. Like, Naomi liked it. But yeah. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, yeah. So so that was that's officially the end of the runway. And I guess we can go into our 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 highlights or lowlights from this firing squad session Mm. because to me this is where it got really disheartening because it definitely is down to fight for your life like every episode Mm -hmm. now is at first the way they would eliminate people it was kind of random and that's why i started calling it a firing squad Mm -hmm. because you just Mm -hmm. got brought up and and you talk to them but you don't know what's going to happen if they're going to, if they voted to send you home or if they, if you're going to win, you just didn't know. And so for this, this is where they've started doing this thing where they make the designers essentially talk them into letting them stay or talk them into letting them win. Um, I, I, I want to call out Jiwon because she got a talking down to from the person who gave her the homework assignment. And so with this homework assignment, mm-hmm. she failed because Naomi does this thing. So there's a podcast that I love called watch what crappens. Naylon, have you heard of mm-hmm. the podcast? Mm-mm, no. <laughs> well, they, they do all things Bravo and 
Although they don't really cover Project Runway, they they they're they're covering Top Chef right now, and they uh-huh. have they do a lot of impressions, and they're these two guys who are hilarious, and they have an impression of Padma Lakshmi on that show because she's so um, condescending, and they have this running joke that she's just above everyone else, and she she um, asks rhetorical questions, <laughs> so mm-hmm. this is what she'll, Naomi I think pulled a pulled a Padma where with Jiwan she's like. G1, did you not see that the way you styled your clothes was ugly? Did you not <laughs> see that the way that you made them stand made your clothes look bad? And then it's like, I was just kind of looking at it. I'm like, how are you going to take this? How how is right. how can you stand up against this? And then, you know, for, yeah. for me, it's another it's another hurdle or another thing that they have kind of have to withstand after being so exhausted is like being assaulted with these rhetorical mm-hmm. questions. And so yeah. I felt so badly for Jiwon because she really did. She's a good student. She's one of those good students. Yeah. And she was getting and talking to the person that she was trying to please the most. Well, the classic, the it's, it's the classic, the classic version of that question is tell me, do you still beat your wife? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know where there just is like, what is she going to say? No, I didn't see that, so I'm an idiot. Yeah, or yes, I did see that, so I'm also an <laughs> so idiot. I'm also an idiot. <laughs> it's like because either way, it's like, no, yeah, Naomi, I'm bad at what I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bad person. I'm a bad, yeah. bad designer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I feel you know. I think okay. I don't really know what what the order is, but anyway. So I guess we'll say that till later. My my other point was the Megan versus Johnny deal. I did right. not like this one bit. It made me cringe. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know. How did, how did well, you? It's the yeah. thing that shows that this is a different show from Project Runway. Hmm. It, because it's not about, and we get to see like, you know. Heidi's taste for red meat <laughs> is, you know, un unslaked. Oh man, um, such it, an insane. You know, in the show, it it is. I mean, finally, she gets she gets what she wants because it becomes all about like, oh, you're doing. Oh, oh, now I'm paying attention to you. Now, now mm-hmm. I, you know, and the two of them basically have to kind of. Um, grovel under the guise of of um, you know speaking up for themselves. Yeah, yeah. I think grovel is a good word because it did. I think that's why I was so. I I just cringed through the whole thing because it felt like, oh man, you know we can think about it in the grand scheme of production how they're playing it for the drama because Megan and Johnny were. In the in the collab episode, they were collaborators and they had their little tension, but they've said out loud that, oh, that's my favorite person or we're the closest people here. And it could be seen as them trying to pit these friends against one another. But um, yeah, I think Grovel is 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 why it felt it was hard for me to watch. I think I fast forwarded through it <laughs> the first mm-hmm. time I watched it because um, how they were set up or their their two opposing stories was that they really loved Megan's clothes but they hated her campaign and then they really really loved Johnny's campaign but they kind of hated the clothes 
Right. <laughs> and so right. it was like, all right, guys, you guys are on equal footing. And and yeah, basically just just, you know, which one's going to get the chop? Like who's who's going to who wants it more? And this is sort of where you see Johnny being able to be so agile, like seeing Johnny fight for himself was fascinating because there are things that it's like, man, um, th- it, was, it was, you know, like, no, I'm not going to compare it to this. I'm going <laughs> to let me stop that analogy in my head. But it was it was very much the experience of marketing and selling yourself. It was like you could if you had like a thought bubble above Johnny's head, it was just like sell, sell, sell. And he was selling. He was selling. And then Megan was like, I've achieved this and I'm trying mm-hmm. to show you what I did. And this is what I was thinking about. But there was no overarching idea or overarching thinking of what they've asked you to do. And Johnny was like, you've asked me to do this and I've done that. And I'm thinking about the future. And, you know, I've been doing this for a really long time. I've been doing this for 15 years. And Megan's thinking, I've only done this for three years and look where I am. It's like, nope, Mm -hmm. nope, that's not enough. You've got to think about how you're going to handle all of these things. And it just was, it was, it was a lot. And like it. Yeah. Um, they didn't like the name Skin Graft. This, I think this is the episode where it comes out that Naomi Campbell says it first, but it's clear that everyone else has been talking about Johnny's Skin Graft by, behind his back. Right. They hate it. Well, this is this is part of the... Um, so here's what the show is, is about, mm-hmm. ultimately. It is about what are you willing to do? <laughs> Oh, so you're willing to make a broader range of clothes. Mm-hmm. Well, are you willing to change the name of your brand? Mm-hmm. Are you are you willing to? It's like and and you know and and mm-hmm. <laughs> so so masks off. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. This is a show that is about preparing somebody for a worldwide partnership with amazon.com. Yeah. And so the question is, what are you willing to do to have a business at that level? Are you willing to change your name? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to change what you do? Yeah. Are you willing to, you know, make this compromise? And normally in most, um, in most shows that are um, kind of career porn in this way, the the correct answer is no. Yeah. Because they're all built on a myth or, or built on a narrative of the transcendence of individual expression. Mm-hmm. And this show is not about that. Right. This show is about, like... How do you build and sustain a business? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of brings it back to how a lot of them didn't really know what they were getting themselves into. And yeah. so it's so when when this idea of like I, I this idea of what are you what are you willing to do is sort of it started with them accepting coming onto the show without a lot of information up front. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's a mystery. And then it gets to this point where you've done all this stuff already. Like you're here. How about you change your name? 
mm-hmm. and without that being in an agreement or something that they said, this is a possibility, you know, this is a, you know, this is kind of, it's a shark tank now. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, that is, that is, this is the part of the show that it it is Shark Tank. Yeah. It totally is Shark Tank. Oh my gosh. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> wow. And I mean, I'm not a fan of Shark Tank. I yeah, I'm not. But so as a <laughs> as a reality show, and maybe this brings us back to our initial thing of like, how do I feel about this show? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm like kind of ambivalent about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, on one hand, I I feel like I've seen really good clothes come out of more contestants on the show than on recent seasons of Project Runway. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, and that's in part because they're most of them are more seasoned at making clothes, right. regardless of whether or not they're sewing them. Um, but uh, but on the whole, like what you know, what I look to this, show for is um not advice for building my business mm-hmm. you know yeah. that's 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 not what i watch reality shows for and so i feel like there's a a real way in which this isn't for me hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> doesn't stop me from having a lot to say about it <laughs> <laughs> but but ultimately, I feel like it's not really, yeah, I, you know. I mean, in a sense, it's not really for anyone. If if you if you kind of draw that out, it's not for anyone. It's it's ultimately for Amazon. It's it's not really for us. Mm. I mean, you can't even go online and buy the clothes because they've sold out before you can really get to them. So it's not even for the viewers who want the clothes. It's it it could be seen as yeah. Just, well, they'll for, they'll fix Amazon. that. That's I'm, that is I'm I'm, I'm so sure that like when it comes time for season two of this, mm-hmm. they'll release all of the season one clothes again. OK, that's that'll be great. So then I can actually buy Johnny's dress <laughs> and, <laughs> and Esther's dress. Yeah, right. Um, OK, so before we go on to the next one, we have to say who goes home. So who doesn't make the cut? Um, Miwon does not make the cut. Oh, yeah. I mean, Jiwon. Jiwon. Yeah. Mm, sorry. It's all right. Poor Jiwon. Yeah. And then in Megan versus Johnny, who wins out? Um, Johnny wins it. Yeah. Skin grab Johnny. Johnny in part Kato. because, in, in part because, um, some unremarkable pictures that Megan picked yeah i mean like johnny like we didn't really talk about that but but johnny's picture selection was really canny yes and um and and one of the things that he did in there was well you may be wearing this not very exciting dress but look at this super cool guy that you're gonna hang out with right and that is the way that you sell that not very exciting dress yeah (laughs) See, just it's it all works <laughs> because I have to say the I did laugh out loud at the the photograph of Megan's model with her legs just wide open in like well, the, there's a wide shot and it was like 
you can't see anything. You can't right. see a thing. Her and leg that, was straight, which is all and, flat. Very and that photo. dress walked fantastic. Oh, it was like beautiful. that whole outfit looked great walking, yes. and people were like, "Oh my god, I totally want this." Yes. And but, then the photo is just yeah. And that's a thing that like you that's that's some level of experience. Right. You know, you figure out like that that if you had a partner like that was actually very good advice, I think, from, you know, from the judges where it was mm -hmm. like, look, we can't you you did not show us what was exciting about this thing. Right. Yeah. And we know that it was exciting because we saw it, but other people aren't going to see it. Yeah. Yeah, I it was it was <laughs> very good point. Um, so yeah, so so Johnny's dress was online by. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then we say goodbye to Jiwon. So, yeah. Okay. So let's so let's come to two. the next episode, which is called Brand Evolution. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, they get to use the word there. Um, but so brand evolution is is exactly what this episode is about, where they're asking the designers to put on a mini collection. But this time they get a choice of between two and four looks, but no less than two. And they must show a an evolution, how they've grown, how they've how they've changed and how they've listened to the judges and can prove to mm -hmm. them that they've done what they've been asked to do. And um, the runway is going to be, and then <laughs> they, they tell them in, in Tim's voice, it'll be at night on the Harbor on a boat. So again, dazzling, I think it was on a yacht. I think that's where the, uh, the runway was um, that night, but they meet Tim and Heidi in a Royal tea house. And there's, I don't know if you want to talk about this tea ceremony. Uh, another like <laughs> weird bit of cultural appropriation <laughs> like, I mean... where we have Heidi um, and we didn't we uh, last time was the was the um, video game fight between the two of them the VR fight oh yes right yeah and and I just quickly want to say like um, I, you know I mean, maybe this was an act, mm -hmm. but uh, but Heidi's uh, Heidi's not a good sport. No, she's a sore like, loser. <laughs> like Heidi's that kid that's like, oh, this is a really dumb game. I didn't want to play this anyway. This was stupid. I think that was real. I that's, I suspect that it was. Yeah. No. And I... and it was like this is not a good look. No, it's not. Can I just say... Also because, like, Heidi could buy and sell Tim, like, many times <laughs> over. <laughs> so it's like, let Tim, like, have one fucking victory in the VR game on your show. And it's like, almost like wow. the reason why Tim probably won is because he Heidi was just flailing all over the place. It's like, look at me and look at this pose I'm going to do. She was really into it. And it's like, you know, sometimes that's not enough. Just show that yeah. you're really into it. You know, that's not how you always win, Heidi. Well, also that it was, I, you know, that it was like, oh, Tim really is like, you know, the the daddy grown up figure yeah. here. It's, yeah. You know, that he really has to kind of deal with her <laughs> this way. 
and also anyway. that he's like, yeah, so she doesn't like to lose. Right. And uh, so this anyway, is back to the tea ceremony mm-hmm. where like a designer has given Heidi a, an, an, a, a modern kimono. It took mm-hmm. her like 40 minutes to get into it. Makes her stand up straight. She really likes it. She's like, look at my socks. You know, Tim immediately like starts to um, give a little bit of history of the kimono. And I just like, look at my feet. <laughs> I mean, I and I thought about that because I'm like, there are so many things that are again. I and I told you about the fencing outfit and even this mm-hmm. with the kimono. I would love a lecture by Tim Gunn. Of course, I would love it. Yeah, but, you know, Heidi's here. So they they sit down with the designers mm-hmm. who are given like a moment of respite before, <laughs> you know, before they are going to be thrust into the into the you know bear pit yeah um the idea for this challenge is that they have to do uh they're gonna do this show i think isn't it that they can do up to four looks yeah they can do up to four minimum two right um showing their evolution over the course of this month or however long they've been shooting yeah it feels like two days (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so, you know, so so that's the brief. Right, right. Um, And this is the episode, ultimately, where we meet the sewers. Can we talk about this? Well, I think we have to. This is actually the most interesting. And again, this kind of goes back around to this is a show about, like, how you manage a brand. Yes. Um, So... Uh, the question about whether or not you can like, like this, like, I feel like Esther really shown oh, in this episode. My goodness. Uh, she's a pro. Like, like what a lesson I'm... in terms of like, um, and, and I don't know if you've come up on this, but this is a thing that I will say that I have encountered in my life. Like I, um, I know how to, uh, I I know how to do a, a quite a few things sculpt sculpturally. Like mm-hmm. I know how to weld. I was taught how to weld. I know how to like fire clay. I know I, I know a bunch of how to handle a bunch of different materials. When I'm putting a show together, I don't do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I work with people who do it all the time. So like my last show had blown glass in it mm-hmm. and I don't, I do not know how to blow glass, but I know someone who does. And so that question of how do you both give instruction to and work with people who have a more advanced skill set than yours yeah. is a, a really crucial skill to have and one that. Uh, one that Project Runway has never dealt with because mm-hmm. it's always about there. It's always turned into teamwork and collaboration. And then it is, becomes about like fight for your egos. Right. Yep. Um, exactly. And so the, so uh, yeah, I thought that it was really, really instructive to see the things that Esther did um, to build a team right off of, right out of the gate. Yeah. Cause I think it's, and it's important to, to note that the, mo- all of their seamstresses 
don't speak English. So there comes a translator who mm-hmm. is the the um is the in between. And so Esther is, is speaking to them and also with a translator and um and it's there's also something about I think that that bodes well for for Esther and with other people if you speak a different language. So if you speak something other than your 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 native language and um in 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 a way to speak to to someone where you're respectful that there is this language gap, but, um, but still, but still respectful, you know, like not like screaming at someone Mm -hmm. or thinking of them as, you know, dumber than you because they don't, they don't speak the way you would think someone should speak who you're, you know, that in a way that you recognize. But um, because I, I really like the way she integrated them into how she's working. And from the very beginning was clear in how she's including them and it was a very egalitarian uh way of of leading a team um Mm -hmm. and not and and also just throughout the whole whole deal and she explains this at the end that she's like they were with me during the model fittings and we made these decisions together because it's very practical like i want to know what is possible to be done because yeah, they, they're the ones who know better. They're the, mm-hmm. how much time it will take to do a certain thing and they can make those decisions within the time frame that they have. And there are so many decisions that they made on the fly with the models. Like there are certain things that weren't done. And Esther was like, well, actually I like it like this is like, what do you think? You know, and kind of asking these questions, bringing people in and every step of the way, saying things like how long will this take you or if i mm-hmm. asked for this how long would that take you to do and you know and i just yeah i thought it, it was it was fantastic well, and and also having them there for model fittings right so that they can make changes on the fly right right yeah. and that they're and and being open to like their suggestions for what they could do yeah yeah, I it was very very distinct from the way the other I was I, I would and there was one designer in particular because I, I I thought of this as like a bullet point because there are some who did a really great job here and then there's some who like Sander who who admitted it's like I've never led a team before. I've mm-hmm. never done something like this before, but I would assume that Megan and Johnny have done this. And um just in terms of time management Esther was perfect, <laughs> mm-hmm. had everything done, was, was finished. And it had, I think it had everything to do with how she, she ran her, her crew. Um, mm-hmm. And then we had Johnny on the other spectrum who had Esther help him make a garment at the very last minute, because for, you know, a, a bunch of reasons that we'll we'll get into did not use his time wisely and it, to me it was mm-hmm. just sort of i was a little confused i it, it didn't make any sense like i, I don't i don't know i don't know what mm-hmm. you saw because the the next thing and we can keep talking about the the sewers but the next thing i i brought up was just like basically johnny <laughs> yeah just uh just doing this thing of overachieving and making a mm-hmm. big deal out of wanting to do three looks but seven seven pieces so uh, like a sportswear look mm-hmm. a sportswear get up and he overbooked models he booked four models 
but it's only making three pieces because he's going to cut the ugly one. Like I just assume like, mm-hmm. you know, the one he cuts is going to be the ugly one. And then, <laughs> and it also made me think like, what is the, what is the budget for this show? <laughs> yeah. Just, you, you booked a whole model that you knew beforehand you weren't going to use. Um, and so they're, they're, I'm, I'm assuming they're paying these models. And so I'm like, wow, this is what, what an entitled thing to do. And I don't mean entitled as a judgment call, but just something that I haven't seen anyone else do this or, or, or note that this is something they would do. And also for me, I would never do that. I wouldn't stretch resources that way. Um, and, and the whole, like, just kind of like drama around, his time lack of time management as compared to Esther was mm-hmm. kind of, I don't, I don't know. It was just really surprised, especially since this, he is one of the other very, very experienced people in the room. Yeah. But we don't, we've never seen a model booking session like at any other point in the show. So right. we don't know if that's like, is there like a sit down meeting with production assistants mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, here's like, you know, uh, here's your three models and here's your backup mm-hmm. and, or, or what that might be. Right. So, yeah, yeah that's true. You know, it, it, I mean, it does contribute to this, um, this narrative of Johnny not having it together um, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm of, uh, two minds about it. It's like a thing that I don't really care about with him. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. I mean... But it seems like one of these ways that the show at the, at the last minute is sort of trying to drum up like drama and conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, at like when it's like far too late for that because we barely know these people and so how it's it's hard for me to get worked up over it yeah. i guess is what i'm saying i mean i i think i was so yeah and i would say that there is i'm annoyed at how much time we're spending with johnny because mm. w- there is not not us I, I, not us talking <laughs> I mean no, no, you, I, I know you mean the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean the show. Um, because I wanted to see, even in, in the last episode, like I wanted to see more of what Esther was doing. <laughs> um, and I and I think because Esther has been flying, has been so drama-less and very straightforward and so efficient and professional and competent that we just don't right. see much of her and she's making such interesting things and I think making very interesting choices and especially with this one we don't see much of her until Tim comes into the room mm-hmm. um, and and I'll say about Esther is that Esther is doing something I, I would say like trying on a healthy ego and and um, does and she makes Tim actually laugh and and smile the most adorable tim smile i think i've ever seen i haven't seen this tim smile since and only because i was i was kind of like going through some old footage <laughs> of project runway but mm-hmm. um do you remember kenya from i think it i think it was from from uh from from um kentaro's season i think it might have been kentaro's mm-hmm. season. but kenya 
And I there think was, so. Okay, there was a moment when Kenya is introducing herself. It's the first time they met. And Tim's like, so who are you, Kenya? She goes, I'm just a bald-headed girl from Atlanta. And he just <laughs> cracks up. And this is what he did with Esther. I was like, oh, there's that smile. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because Esther is making a top three t-shirt. And we'll see it later. But these amazing clothes. <laughs> And yeah, it just, you know, I don't I don't mind not seeing it until the runway, but oh, my God, like they're just amazing clothes on all black. And it's great. It's just great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, OK, so Megan. Well, I'll just talk about Megan a little bit. So we don't see her really interacting with her seamstresses all that much, but we do see and a lot of them like we're getting a lot of flashbacks with with everyone we get a lot of flashbacks with Megan and how she's come to realize how she's evolved and her evolution is showing that she's learning that less is more and at first she was over designing and I didn't say that with with Esther like Esther's evolution is just this embrace of her ego (laughs) and embrace Mm -hmm. that she's really good at what she does and she needs to she has a lot of I think she said she's a volcano of creativity or, or uh, she's got a lot of potential energy. You know, use all the, the analogies of, of, of just kind of bursting out and, you know, butterfly, blah, blah, blah. And then Megan is this someone who is evolving in terms of her taste, I would say. But um, I might be jumping ahead a little bit, but her time with, with Tim Gunn, and I will I will go back to the her time in the fabrics sh- fabric shop. She's buying a lot of crocodile um, embossed leather, and mm-hmm. she bought a lot. And by the time Tim gets to her, she's only used it as an accent on I think one outfit, but she mm-hmm. has it everywhere. And Tim points this out. It's like, well why are you just using a little bit here? And she's like, well, actually what I really want would want to do is just go full out croc. And he's like, why don't you do that? And in terms of these healthy egos, I think Megan's also dealing with that too. And it, it, it's clear that she's also holding in a lot of stress about, you know, in her mouth. Cause like she's got stress mm-hmm. mouth. And then uh, also really feeling a way about being the only person in the room who hasn't won a challenge yet. And um, it's just like, yeah, I, I, at this point I just really feel for, for Megan. Cause she's, she's someone who's clearly capable of holding on to a lot. And so yeah. um, this moment here, I was just very, very happy. Even if I don't like crocodile, I'm just like, I'm just glad that Tim made the suggestion. Like if this is something that you want to do, then do it. Because it's easier said than done for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the clothes do seem a little muddled, mm-hmm. and um, and that seems like the only piece that uh, the only piece that's making them potentially um, uh, a little clearer. Yeah, is if she is if she works with this with this leather. Hmm. Okay. Um. Let's see. Anything else? Anything you want to pull out? Because I pulled out a couple of things. <laughs> no, I think let's let's go let's go to the show. Oh, before we get to the show, I want to talk about. <laughs> you thought I wouldn't want to touch on this, 
but I have to, you know, here I go. I, I okay. guess, am I being a hypocrite? This is what being a hypocrite is. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm calling out the, it's, it's, I call it Tim gets bombed on sake. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, we should talk about this because I, I had my whole big thing about sobriety and, um, yeah. and I saw that and I was like, well, evidently I'm wrong. I totally um, forgot. Well, no, no, no. But maybe it's sobriety from something else. No, you know, not necessarily alcohol. But I do. I, I, mean, I, I still think it's valid. People around a lot of a lot of things. Yes. But but um, but I seem to remember when Tim was um, promoting his autobiography that he talked about his his family have a having a history of drinking, and oh. so maybe that's where I got to the sobriety piece of hmm. it. I feel like it's even uh, more valid. Maybe we can blame Heidi for this. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. I, I thought it was, you know, because I, I, brought, I brought it up with Patricia, but um, Heidi, you know, the person who needs an English vocabulary lesson every single episode yes, is just picking up Japanese. And... You know, of course, it's just it's just a show, but I I I really did enjoy this moment with the two of them, and that mm. the guy was rewarding them with sake pours. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Whenever, uh, you know, Heidi was ever, was able to pick up more Japanese, um, while Tim was not, but in, in a weird way, this is also a, a a competitive back and forth. I would say, even though it was supposed to be like a learning experience and a bonding thing, I do think mm-hmm. that Heidi got a kick out of knowing more Japanese. <laughs> It, yes, of course. <laughs> at at every single moment. <sighs> okay. All right. Now we can go on <laughs> to the <laughs> runway. <laughs> okay. So they're on a yacht <laughs> somewhere in the harbor. Um, and again, we have we have our our normals and um. And we, uh, let me see. Whoops, I, I kind of lost this here. Um, so I also want to want to point out because I I I really want to know what you think about hair and makeup on 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 this runway. So feel free to kind of if 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 anything comes to mind and if you would like to comment about it specifically, um, please feel free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, all right. So we get to the runway. And our first designer is Esther. So Esther mm-hmm. has three looks, and I think um, all of the designers on the the show this week did were able to get out three looks. Right. Um. So yeah, so Esther's evolution again is this, just kind of like getting it all out, and she starts with this um, re-realized idea of a shirt. Um, mm-hmm. And she's adding in these, and I, oh, that, that's right. When they were all kind of sketching in the garden after the tea ceremony, she's like, "Yeah, she's also learned about um, this feminine side and the and this kind of flowiness that she's into and has been playing around with." So that's what's being translated into this first piece. And mm-hmm. then the second piece, I've kind of squashed into one because the the model takes off the jacket to reveal the t-shirt underneath. This is top three. Mm-hmm. And then a very Berlin look. <laughs> it's the third look. Or this is what I think about when I think about Berlin. Um, mm-hmm. This very um, shiny short dress, but with a very nice uh, outer skirt 
pleated skirt around it. Yeah, well, that is a tough, that's a, uh, well, I'll just say like, like every piece that Esther sends out has a really distinct point to it. Mm. And they are not fighting each other. Hmm. And she sort of has the same, the thing that she does in all three is this like gathered, flared skirt that isn't mm -hmm. really a skirt that sometimes is just like a bunch of fabric hanging off of a belt. Right. Um, but is, but, but works consistently and she has it at different lengths. Um, but it does not feel gimmicky. No. I mean, I really and, like the tie length in the first outfit. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah, so yeah, smart. Yeah. 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 No, the whole thing that the tie ends where the sheer fabric is. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's interesting. I, you know, I don't know if you were watching it in HD. There is some, like, like there's some stuff with that sheer fabric where it's fraying a little bit. Mm -hmm. Even that is not necessarily bad mm -hmm. in, in relationship to the rest of the look because it is... Um, uh, you know, punk inspired without having safety pins stuck on it. Right. Um, hmm. um, so like the rough edge on just like on those, on those sort of very sheer floaty sleeves, there's some, there's some stuff where the edge feels not quite so finished anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I really, I really like the last dress and that is, a very tough thing to do with vinyl, like the amount of sort of tailoring and construction that she has in that dress is I think really impressive. And I think that a designer who was less together mm -hmm. would not do all of that work and then cover half of it up with this other sheer skirt thing. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Because I, I think well, first of all, I, I, it's, I'm so glad that they were able to communicate with their sewers and had them with them all day because this, is, you know, we have heard from Esther that her pieces are very intricate. They're very involved and the patterns are complicated. And I think this is the first instance where we're able to see her realize that to as full as you can get under these circumstances. And I agree. I think that this is something that um i don't know I've, I've i i don't know it was just i don't yeah i'm not used to seeing three strong looks that are still coherent and cohesive i should say um and something mm -hmm. that like for instance this is a very smart thing to put even at the end even if it's not your your sellable look you could definitely take off that skirt. I'm pretty sure it's Velcroed onto that or it's snapped on or there's some type of fixture and um, you could, you could wear it in, 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 in various, various ways, but, it's, but you needed this in order to kind of tie it in with everything else. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was great. Great. Yeah, no, she 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 does really well. Amazing. So then on to Sander. Yeah, so um, Sander is doing like a double dress deal. So mm -hmm. uh, and Sander's evolution is past, present, and future. So mm -hmm. I think the past. Oh God, 
I don't really know how this translates, but definitely the past must look like I don't know how to make clothes. And then this, <laughs> this and the present is, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to fit into this little box of conformity that you're putting me in. And then the last one is, you know, I'm full blown commercial or something like that. Um, Cause he's twisting around and playing around with these patterns. So it's like a dress on a dress. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was an interesting choice of color. I didn't like it. Like, I just am not into this, but it was very interesting to look at. Um, the second model couldn't walk and no one talked about it. Like she just mm-hmm. had a hard time coming down that runway, but she was lucky that it was short and unfortunately for a lot of these looks, um, I thought the backs were, it, it kind of fluctuated where I was more interested in the back or I thought the backs were very messy um, mm-hmm. as compared to the front. So I, I didn't think that the choice of fabric here was the best for Sander. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, 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 I hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they... To me, they looked very much like a um, uh, it, it, you know an idea of like what's a what's a ready to wear line from someone who's a very cerebral designer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the dress on a dress thing is you know, referring back to his like t-shirts on t-shirts thing. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, there's, it's also like, there's like Gautier has done that. Like a no, any number, you know, um, uh, come to Garçon, you know, has done that. Um, and so it was really a nod to these kind of, um, you know, progressive roots that, mm. that Sander has. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought it was all fine, but I wasn't moved by any of it in particular. Um, he does also demonstrate that he pays attention to Tim because Tim in the meeting cut, like really goes at him about one of his fabric choices, which was this weird sort of pale, um uh like pink that he pink. was also yeah and and um and uh and sander was like um sander got rid of all of that mm-hmm. you know in favor of the kind of neon green and black mm-hmm. i don't know it was fine i yeah. wasn't i you know it was uh, you know it was solid but not uh great yeah i agree i and i was that's surprising for although i although i do think that even in sanders like not so great clothes are more ideas than in many project runway designers completely because i you know i have to say you know i'm i'm calling the backs messy but (laughs) but i think it's only because of the fabric i think you know it, it, it wasn't I, I think in a different iteration, it would come out fine. And I would like for him to revisit how to combine this with a different color. And I think he just, I, 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 I think it's great that he didn't choose a different color, but I, I think that's also a sign of these ideas. Like he was willing to go for something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And, and even the, 
the the things that he was doing on the back. Like I just I just I thought they're just interesting to look at. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, speaking mm-hmm. of interesting to look at, <laughs> okay, so we have Megan, and all right, what what did you think about this? <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Han. I, I I know that you. I'm guessing. Uh, um, it's okay. I Don't really, hold back. Don't hold back, Nayland. It's all right. Agree. Uh oh, I'm losing you. Less successful version. Oh. Uh oh. Yeah, I lost. I lost all of that. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so. How's- yeah, I can you hear me you. now. Yeah, I can hear you now. And I was just telling okay. you, don't don't worry about hurting my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um. So, uh, I I agree with the assessment that the middle look is uh, a weaker version of uh, the look that she did for the previous challenge. Yes. Um, and that it's very kind of fussy around the midriff that has, there's like too many ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that these crocodile belts, I, I, I understand why, why they're there, but I don't think that they solve the underlying design problem. Mm-hmm. The final look to me feels very, um, very blah. Yeah. I mean, it's that word dated i mean it's mm. it's like the cowl neck and then the handkerchief skirt it's it's like it's a it's a different kind of 90s that a lot some of the other designers are pulling from and and this was a very thin runway so you got to see the backs of the other models right as the other you know the the model before them were walking away and so it's just paying attention mm-hmm. to the back of the outfits the middle outfit it's the same model from last episode who she's just wearing a, a redo. And I agree. It's mm-hmm. a lesser redo. Um, almost the same thing, like the, the crop pants and then the, the wide skirt and the back for some reason looked like a, is that a dirndl? It, it just looked like a German costume. Yeah. No, it's from not the, good from the back. Yeah. And I, I just didn't get it, especially since the first outfit was shockingly layered and really wonderful. I mean, later mm-hmm. they kind of call it out as a reference to something that they would expect from Esther. And I, while I agree, <laughs> I kind of want to give Megan some credit for even conceiving of something like this. Because it's not as if she's worn, you know, Esther's worn. It looks like something Esther would wear, not necessarily mm-hmm. something Esther would make. Um but I think it's a little too business separates for something that that Esther would wear. Hmm. But I but I think that I mean, it maybe to just go to my feeling about it overall. Mm-hmm. I think the story of this is that Megan got really rattled by what happened on the on the previous, um, you know the the previous go round. And was and was not able to kind of um, go like, okay, well, I don't. They're being unclear about what they want, so fuck mm-hmm. what they want. I will just do what I want, 
And I think mm -hmm. that she got really caught up in like, do they want this? What is this that they want? I don't get it. Like, why are they like, uh, I was there at the edge and mm -hmm. why did they like, mm, uh, you know, and this and that. And so I think that these clothes are kind of um, uh, unclear in their identity at exactly the wrong point. I agree. It's reluctantly, I agree. <laughs> because, you know, and, and as you say that, I that makes sense because... I think that's one of the things that confused me about these, the, the, all of the looks actually, um, is that we've seen, we've from the very beginning, I, the very first runway, I thought her looks were too much. <laughs> There's a lot mm -hmm. going on. And there is this thing that some designers do who on, and we've seen it on a project runway, um, who are less experienced. They clunk a lot of stuff on the bodice where it's like, it makes the model look, front heavy mm -hmm. and and you know we don't we're not seeing a lot of that here but the finale dress or quote-unquote finale dress of the third of the three is sort of going back to this thing that i thought that she had learned from which is less is more and you don't have to do all these layers and and i agree a, a lot of them were saying you could cut off so many layers of fabric on that skirt and i was like why is there so much there um but it makes more sense in thinking of it as she was sort of going back to this place that she felt more stable, which is not an evolution. Um, right. Essentially. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next we have Johnny. Who's putting more fluidity, more femininity into uh, his, his clothes. So mm -hmm. we have a lot of sportswear. So he's, he managed to get, three models on the runway there was a drama about maybe two because one well of no i don't dropped think, out no no i don't think there was a I, I no i think he sort of comes up with this idea of like oh well i'll send down two boys right right but he was he almost didn't get three garments ready he, he right. only had yes. two finished yes, like yes. the night before yes that's um true. And yeah there was a whole thing about like oh my god guys i'm gonna put a boy in a dress i was like what yeah you've never seen a boy in a dress before it's weird anyway so um, so yes, so I don't know. I, I did like the first look. I did think it was interesting. I'm just a sucker for layers, I think. Um, mm -hmm. and how you can sort of put things together, even though it doesn't necessarily look like anything new is happening. Um, I didn't really understand the leather headbands. It's like, you have to have leather somewhere, but, Ugh. um, <laughs> but, I thought having the jacket as just a dress was fine. And then I thought he just kind of mucked up the dress at the end. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. I yeah. think it was a wrong model to walk that dress. And then the coda was his answer to being a good student. It's like, look, yes. look at me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, it's like, not skin see, wrap anymore. I'm literally. Yes. <laughs> um, and and also, like, how much time did it take to make that bag? I know. Like, that's like that's some that's some work right there. Yeah. Um, can we just say that, you know, I've been on this planet for a long time, and there has been maybe one year 
wear this hairstyle in the past 60 <laughs> years of my life. There, maybe there has been one year where this hairstyle has been acceptable. All the rest of it, it has been like the provenance of douchey rock stars and people who wish that they were douchey rock stars. <laughs> and so, like, the idea... That this that he that this was the way that he styled these models was like a, 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 so abhorrent to me. I mean, are you calling Johnny a douchey wannabe? <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, like in what world do you imagine that this is, um, what fashion is supposed to be like in the year 2020? Yeah. I it or 2019 when this well, yeah, was shot. Mm, sure, yeah, but still, still, we're far into the 21st century. Yeah, I wonder, and that's why I thought of the the leather of it being the thing that he was doing to make it new. No, um, that's even worse. Because <laughs> I think that's it's un- it just looks uncomfortable and almost looks like they all hit their heads, like they fell backstage, and so they're putting these tourniquets. Around their like, scalps. To it's super sweaty and it's like it's holding your wig on. Is yeah. that the idea? <laughs> like, I don't, it, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Yeah. There's something and so, contrived to, to Johnny uh, overall. And I think that's, you know, it's just like a part of it. It's it's very, yes. I, I would say that's the, the, the layer of LA um, on this. So, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I, last time I was in LA, I went into the store on Melrose that uh-huh. is exactly for these people. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's this kind of actually, I went in because part of what they do is like the, the fork in the design road where the sort of douchey rock star meets Liberace so things would have like insane <laughs> amounts of like of of beating and and I kind of loved it because it was so unapologetic. Mm-hmm. Like it really was like drag queen clothes. Yeah. Um, but like in this register, and so it's something that you would only see in LA. Like that business would only succeed in LA because yeah. otherwise you would never have enough people willing to buy those clothes. Right. And it would have to be but, on Melrose. Cause it's like, well, that's that place on Melrose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it was amazing. And I kind of, I kind of loved it, but this isn't even that hmm. like, this is sort of like the toned down, like, like these are douchey rock stars wannabes who have to go to like a meeting with a client mm-hmm. like like what is going on with this yeah anyway yeah not to dunk on this over and over again and <laughs> but i i also agree with you that the last model was terrible like why like is the idea like i'm gonna put you in this very femi thing mm-hmm. so you should not in any way be effeminate like do not like don't don't walk like you're having fun mm-hmm. like walk like you're marching to your funeral so that way we'll have the combination of like gender fluidity somehow yeah because I, I was thinking of how johnny was making such a big deal of this male model being put in, into a dress and sort of doing this whole thing of saying it and then waiting for the reaction that never came and right. 
and I thought of this as being like you you were so adamant about choosing your model and being so thoughtful about it like I think the other male model probably would have been a better like did you try this on any of the other models did you did you or did you give the other models something and you thought less about how this would walk down the runway because the Mm -hmm. thing that you were so excited about was that a dude was wearing it and so it felt like thoughtless to me if you actually, if you switched the second and third models, you'd have a much more interesting situation. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. I just was like, this <laughs> didn't walk great. Um, anyway, all right. So that's the end of the runway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's firing squad time. Yeah. Um, also, you know, Tim is getting emotional. This is one of the things that it's a refrain that we all know from Project Runway, but I don't think it's a thing from Project Runway. I think it's just a thing about Tim. So, um, and it's also a marker of how down to the line we're getting and and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So, okay. The thing that I want to talk about in this firing squad is that... um, it just it just felt like hands down from start to finish the the person who was obviously the best at managing their team and also kind of came out with with flags ablaze was Esther mm-hmm. and it was clear to the judges mm-hmm. <laughs> um she wins <laughs> this yeah. is the fastest we've ever had a winner declared yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so good I'm like yes no this is the, I, I you know yes unanimous Esther should win. Mm-hmm. But after Esther, they call up Sander and um, and Sander's not Sander's safe. And I, I, I think they talk to everyone because we have time. Um, but I want to I want to call out because so I so I do know Joseph. <laughs> we're not close friends, but we were at college at the same time. And he said something to Sander that uh, kind of like blew everyone else away because it's like Sander. Listen, I can empathize with you and having to make this jump from being conceptual and wacky to very commercial because I used to make like leather cat suits with cone cups and everyone's like, what, what, what's going on? And I remember, I remember his very first runway, which was during my senior week at Swarthmore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there was a lot of animal print. There's a lot of animal print <laughs> and a lot of crazy t-shirts and yeah. it was very wacky and very fun. And I remember all of us being like, wait, what? There's a runway show at, wait, we're not a fashion school. What is this? But when he said that, I was like, oh yes, no, I remember that. I remember the feel, but also thinking of this, this thought of, of Joseph from, you know, from olden days mm-hmm. <laughs> at Swarthmore College and then, and then having to sort of, go from this um yeah just like finding yourself and and i'm glad that he kind of really reached out to sander that way because i feel like it has been percolating underneath the surface because his his feedback to sander has been so helpful and and Mm -hmm. really nice and refreshing to hear so um yeah i'm just like i just i kind of love that sander is getting some affirmation and that mm-hmm. Joseph was like, yeah, no, I used to do crazy things. Yeah. Like animal prints and stuff. Yeah. A bit more useful than like you're a tailor <laughs> and you raise your scissors and you charge the enemy and you fight and you cut and you fight and you cut. Cause this is a war. You have and your you don't tool. Look back. 
Like, I mean, well, well, thanks. By the way, <laughs> I haven't changed my mind. <laughs> Go home. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> you have not cut enough. There's not enough blood on the floor of this workroom. Where's all the blood? <laughs> like, do you want more? Of, there, there's my blood. I don't want your blood. <laughs> I want more blood. I want more blood. Anyway. Um, okay. Speaking of Naomi. So I wrote also that Naomi is very honest with her frustration, at least. Yeah. <laughs> so Because there's yeah. a fight. There's a fight that happens. Specifically, another Megan versus Johnny fight. Right. Ugh. I, I, I mean, it's, yeah. clear, it's clear they're the bottom two. Yes, it's very clear. Oh, that's right. We're announcing the the top three. So yes, of yeah. course, Esther wins, gets to top three, and then that's why they have to speak with Sander, right. um, because Sander gets taken to top three as well. Um, and and then it's between yeah, it's yeah, Johnny and Megan. So because it seems like it's mostly it's Naomi versus everyone else, mm-hmm. um, and Megan's critique is that. It did seem. No, yeah, they they basically made them fight for themselves. I didn't write anything down. <laughs> it just didn't. Well, like, it you was know, so the, the issue, like they didn't, they really didn't like Megan's clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a moment when people bring up the oh, I thought it was a thing that Esther would do, right. and that's when Naomi is like, um, why? Because it's black. Yeah. Why got to be black? Right. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, and and um, it's not a very productive discussion with Megan. I will say that there's something that that also marks this show as distinct, which is that on Project Runway we would get a whole big long thing about how Esther helped Johnny for to for him to complete his looks. Mm-hmm. Like there would be behind that. We, we got like one quick note from um, from Megan about it, but she doesn't bring it up at in front of like the firing squad. She right. does not. It's not like she says like, well, you know, I had all of my work ready in time and not like somebody else who had help from other contestants. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so, you know, there's you can tell that it's a different thing, like that. They Obviously, the producers were not like, you know, juicing that conflict or if they were, um, she didn't rise to the bait, which I think is all to her credit. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I totally agree. Um, yeah. And I and I think it was sort of. It reminds me of of G1 when she was asked to fight for herself. Mm-hmm. It's like it gets to the point where they look like they just don't have the strength to go that far. Yeah. And be, they've yeah. already come off of an episode where they made them fight for the win. And now you're going to make them fight to stay on the show, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 So, Ernest. Yes, who, who is um, who is the last person in the top three? Oh, man. It's Johnny. Johnny that means, from Skin Graft. And that means who is going home? Megan. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. Uh, yeah, this was heartbreaking. Even, you know, I think this is sort of part of this 
what my what's happening with my brain during this pandemic. Like I I do did not like those clothes, mm-hmm. and I I agree. You know, and I and I kind of like doubled myself up where I can look at one part of myself going, this did kind of look like you know she's sort of taking from other people, and and I I loved I just love that first suit, and I thought it was potential. Um, and I don't think I think that either of them could have gone. It's just that I would have I would have rather have seen Megan stay, mm-hmm. Johnny. Um, yeah. So this was this was sad. This was sad. Mm-hmm. She gets a hug from Naomi, and I've compared the hugs, like the hugs between Jiwan and. <laughs> And, mm-hmm. Megan, and Naomi gives Megan like a like it's and it's okay to cry kind of hug mm-hmm. because it was it felt really real and it was just like you know I I can see why Megan sort of lost it because it was mm-hmm. just a really nice comforting genuine hug from Naomi Campbell. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right, Jiwan's was a little bit more like approach now for mandatory touching <laughs> ritual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like, is this extra credit? Do I get extra you credit have, for this? You have now received solace. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Okay, so that's that's the end of this episode. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, Nalen, mm. are you going to, after we hang up, are you going to go and watch the next two episodes of Making the Cut? Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. I, you know, it's, um, it feels a little bit like work. Yeah. Oh. It feels like all in all. I mean, mm-hmm. and I, and, and I love doing this with you and I love having the conversations, mm-hmm. but watching this show feels a little bit like work. Yeah. And, have, uh, yeah. and, and I'm, I'm less inclined to work for, Amazon these days they're already getting like so much of my money as I'm ordering like spices and kitchenware off of them and other things for my various projects you didn't get your soap dish from there I mean not your soap dish your butter dish no the butter dish um which you can see if you take a look at my Instagram on uh uh W. Blake um uh the butter dish is uh vintage and from ebay Ooh, oh my gosh good butter dish though huh it looks like something that you really want to pick up yeah (laughs) you really want to put that top on and off of some butter it looks so nice yeah um i love i love that it is like like the place where kind of 50s housewife design meets like some weird you know um uh medieval thing like that pattern is called hobnail hobnail yeah oh, i'm gonna look that up yeah huh yeah look up hobnail butter dish wow. and you'll start to see them i love that because <laughs> I, I mean it, it's just so pleasing to look at i'm like huh yeah i really i really love looking at it yeah oh my gosh there's a whole genre yeah i can't believe this there's also like it looks like a candy holder well there's there's my recommendation for you listeners oh, if you've made it this great. far um like look up crazy antique stuff on on ebay yeah no start with hobnail things 
Yeah. Um, but so you've already oh, shared your Instagram. Here's another really good image Google image search: spirit jugs. Ooh. Look up spirit. <laughs> This is interesting. What are the other keywords you've been looking up during this pandemic, Nalen? I love this. They're ghosts. They're ghosts. Oh, my gosh. This is great. Um, Oh, man. No, this is this is great because that's how we're not going to be able to go out and get pumpkins. So you might as well go to the grocery store and, you know, buy your milk and then reuse that. Cut some holes into it. And that's that's your spirit jug. (laughs) <laughs> this is great. Um, I would like to see a post of your spirit jug on your Instagram. Yeah. Um, well, if, if I get together to revive crowdies during the lockdown, then mm-hmm. we will we will do that. This is a perfect idea. So yes. you've already offered your Instagram. Can you remind people how else to find you, and if you have anything to share? Uh, you can also um, you can also see me posting about my random hysterical projects um, on uh, and and screenshots from uh, crossing um, on Twitter uh, oh say it one, say it one more time because it fell out a little bit oh uh, Nalen Blake all one word at Twitter yes and uh, yeah and and Folks, feel free to let me know what you think about the show Please. on on either of those either of those spots. Um, I'm very curious. And yep. Ernest, where can people find you? Yes, you can also find me on the social mediums. Um, I've been absent from my personal account, but I will be reappearing <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> but I'm at Ernest H E R N E A S E, and that's on. Uh, you know, Twitter and Instagram, and then at my website, ernezdavis.com. And um, I've been posting more to in to our workroom account. So, oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, so so that I've been very diligent about, but you can join me on in, in either places. Um, uh, also check for us, check for those links in our show notes as well. And um, yeah, that's, that's about it. I don't have anything to to add. So, um, Nayland, I'm so sorry I had to put you to work. <laughs> for this I'm so sorry. Well, this is this part is the uh, treat that comes after the work. Okay, good. So, <laughs> because so, I you know, and also I have to say that I I would honestly I'm I'm so glad that we get to talk about this because all the feelings it's it's very good to process them with you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. 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 Um, Always. And with you two listeners. So, yes, please do write in. Um, thank you so much again. And um, I will be back to talk more about uh, making the cut with Patricia mm-hmm. and then in Nayland. Um, so glad to talk to you about this. And I might just bother you off podcast anyway. So. Oh, I have, you know, I have, I do have one further recommendation. Oh, yes. Which is um, the place where I, I, um, uh, Listen to the Tim Gunn episode of the Keep It podcast. Yes. Oh my gosh. On the on the Crooked Media Network. Yes. And um and they did a great interview with Tim on there. Great. And it's wonderful to hear. But he tells the story about the development of the show. Mm-hmm. 
um, how they initially wanted to bring the show to Netflix and then um, and then got contacted from Amazon. So uh, it's um, it's uh, a really it's a, a, some really interesting backstory hmm. and some really good time spent with Tim. Great. Awesome. Thanks, Nalen. Sure. All right. Well, um, we'll say see you later or well, we'll, I'll say see you later. <laughs> and and Nalen's just going to say bye. Until next time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> bye.